This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, brother, uh, I love to respond to that question with blessed and better than I deserve. And brother, you know, something uh, occurred to me. You know, I think it's time to put fear into the enemies of Israel and the Lord. I think that we should begin to take foreskins in battle from our enemies. What do you think? <laughs> Could you imagine if uh, Netanyahu would say, I'm going to give my daughter in marriage to the IDF soldier who takes the most Hamas foreskins in battle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can honestly tell you, Brother Shannon, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. You know, I was thinking about, you know, King David, part of his um, yeah. dowry was he had to go get two or three hundred foreskins of the Philistines. And uh, if I recall, and, uh, you know, praise the Lord, that would put terror into the enemies of Israel. If we- yeah, and, and, and brother, it, it's, um, you know, I, you've heard of Native Americans here in the uh, United States and uh, in uh, North America that were... Uh, scalped, you know, they would scalp their enemy, and uh, th- I guess it's a different form of scalping, brother. If, look, if uh, if we wanted to revolutionize the United States Armed Forces, put me in there as general, and I will demand that our troops not only take foreskins but scalps for America. <laughs> <laughs> I tell Man, you what, I that would you. <laughs> that would put some respect back in the uh, country. Maybe, maybe we can get uh, brother Tr- uh, Trump if he gets back into. Uh, push for that for our military and make America great again. That would be great. Well, brother, I like, I like, I, 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 um, I appreciate the way your uh, mind goes because you are, you are ruthless with the enemy, brother. Absolutely. I love that. That's right. No mercy to the demons. No demon is safe. Folks, welcome aboard. We're excited to be here with Pastor John Gogan. Today is a live program, November 8th. 2023. Brother John, welcome back. You want to open us in prayer? I would love to, and uh, maybe we can uh, talk a little bit right after the, afterwards, and then we'll get into the Word. But, uh, brother, wow. Uh, I, I want to pick your brain with uh, with the papers out there in Indonesia, what they say about the uh, 
Hamas Israel. Of course, many uh, Muslims. I think I think Indonesia is uh, has the most Muslims of any country in the world. So I I don't think they're rooting for Israel. But I'd like to pick your brain on that. So yeah, let's open in prayer, Father, as we come to you in the Lord Jesus Christ, because because we are covered. Those of us who are truly born again, we are covered with His righteousness. And the his blood protects us, the blood of Jesus, precious, priceless, pre- and, and powerful beyond measure. And uh, we know the demons and the devil himself shakes and quakes when the blood of Jesus is mentioned. And we love what the enemy hates, and we hate what the enemy loves. We pray the Holy Spirit will lead, guide, and direct. We pray the Holy Spirit will brood over this broadcast. And we pray that the Lord Jesus Christ will get all the glory, all the credit. And we know when he gets the credit and he gets the glory, the Father is glorified as well. Because his face beams when he looks and sees his Son seated on the Father's throne, as Revelation says, at his right hand. Father, we bind the strong man. And Lord Jesus, also, we bind the strong man over and within each person listening. And we just pray right now that uh, the Holy Spirit will work deep in the hearts and minds of those who listen live and also those who listen down the road. We thank you for the Omega Man radio broadcast. We thank you for the tenacity, the faithfulness, uh, the loyal love that Brother Shannon and his family evidence in a good manifestation and manifest for the lost, the bound, and the afflicted. And we pray, Lord God, that you will bless it. And uh, certainly we break the chains of command in the second heavens, first heavens, on the earth, under the earth, and within people. And, uh, Lord, as we've referenced, we lift up the nation of Israel to you. Uh, Lord, uh, God, they are far from you, most of them. And we know that you use these times and these things to bring them to you, and most importantly, to bring them to your son. And we pray for many salvations, and we pray that many will finally come to grips and recognize that the Messiah, their Messiah, has already come. A Jew from Nazareth, born in Bethlehem, the house of bread, Beit Lechem. And we pray that, uh, Lord God, as we loose myriads of spirits of salvation, conviction, brokenness, and repentance, that many Jews who are so much a part of the world's, the devil's world system that they will convert to the new covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray all of these things. Oh, we also pray for President Trump, our real commander-in-chief, and Lord God, restore him to the office that he won and legitimately and uh, that he uh, deserves because he loves this country, the United States of America, and he loves uh, people in the world, especially those who are freedom-loving and want to be free. Father, you are the God of freedom. You created us free, and we should be respecting that freedom instead of taking it for granted. Lord, bring revival to not only the United States, but also to the nations of the world as a final harvest before we are taken home in the rapture. And Lord God, thank you that we can pray, that we can lift up each other, and we petition every one of these petitions in the awesome name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. So, brother, what, brother Shannon, what is before I, I teach? What, what is the tenor there in Indonesia? Are you, um, you know, what are you, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? So, I have had um, two emails from the U.S. consulate 
as an American overseas, you sign up uh, for any emergency email alerts, and um, I got one. It said, uh, steer clear of the demonstrations that are going to be outside the U.S. Uh, consulate in Surabaya, which is another island over. Sure. And, uh, I think maybe they're having one in Jakarta, possibly, too, but um, there are some people um, that are planning protest in different parts of the country, protest against America, uh, supporting Israel. Here in Bali, I haven't seen anything on the ground. Uh, Bali is the safest place in Indonesia to be because um, this is one enclave where it's not primarily Muslim. The island of Bali is uh, predominantly Balinese Hindu. Then you have Muslims. In fact, I went by a mosque today, and sometimes I hear the call to prayer at 5 a.m. It's very, very loud. Uh, But here in Bali, uh, not so much. Other parts of the country, yes. As I mentioned, a place called Surabaya. Uh, now, Indonesia, by population, is the largest Muslim nation in the world. Uh, it's bigger than Saudi Arabia, any of the Arab countries. You know, there's over 100 and I think 50 million Indonesians, and most of them are Muslim. But uh, I will say this. Indonesia really doesn't have a right to say anything because it doesn't even have any official line of communication with Israel like Malaysia as well they have no ambassador, they don't recognize Israel, so really uh, what Indonesia and these other countries that don't recognize Israel think is a moot issue, of course they don't support Israel and uh, they're in league with these other nations that uh, you know, all think alike Uh, they don't believe that Israel has a right to anything and of course uh, they're wrong uh, I've been reading uh, this week over in um, Joshua, and I just read um, more about the land deed that God gave Israel. You know, and yesterday I was reading, he gave them Gaza. He gave them Lebanon. Uh, he gave Israel a lot of land that they may not be in possession of right now, but it rightfully belongs them. One day they're going to get it all. And uh, people need to read the word of God. And if God has said, that the land belongs to Israel, what nation, what human being has a right to tell God what he can do with his land? And so maybe the whole world is against Israel, by and large. You know, only 14 nations, one of them was Israel themselves, voted against this recent UN resolution condemning Israel. Thank God America was part of the 14 nations, but everybody else, you know, stands against Israel. And really, um, the lines are being drawn. Even in America, look at the number of people in England rising up in support of this terrorist group called Hamas, which has no rights to anything. And, uh, you know, the Bible talks about a group of people called the Gazathites. They were one of uh, five nations of the Philistines. You know, Ashdod and these uh, five kings of the coast you know, the people in Gaza have a right to nothing. Uh, if you want to get right down to it. Uh, if they're in the land, it's because Israel allows them to. But they have no God-given right or right from anybody else to that land. And so uh, Israel must defend itself. You cannot negotiate with terrorists. Uh, if you make a deal with them today, they'll just terrorize you tomorrow. Hamas must be killed to the very last man. They have put their network, as we know, underneath hospitals. Even Indonesia has a hospital over there, and uh, the Hamas is burrowed underneath that. You know, uh, these people have one goal, and that is to terrorize Israel and destroy every last Jew. And that's uh, that's the you know, the Muslim war cry. Uh, they want to take everything, and uh, we must stand for Israel. I want to say one more thing. I'll give it back to you. Anybody who speaks out against Israel or thinks that they can tell God what to do with their land, you're cursed with a curse. Go read Genesis 12.3. If you bless my people who talk about Israel, I'll bless you. If you curse them, I'll curse you. And when you come under a curse of God, that goes down to three and four generations. Now, uh, being a deliverance minister, you know, Brother John, that uh, you know witchcraft curses can bring three to four generational curse. 
But a lot of people have overlooked that curse there about speaking against Israel. You want to curse yourself? Then go over there and stand up for the Palestinians and Hamas and condemn Israel, folks. You will come under a curse, and it will not leave you or your family until you repent. And it might kill you. Uh, you don't want to come under a curse of God. Curse causa shall not come. When you're under a curse or I'm under a curse because we disobeyed God, disobedience is rebellion. Rebellion is as of the sin of witchcraft. And these peak Christians in America better come off of this condemning Israel because you're going to put yourself in a body bag is what's going to happen. We need to stand with Israel and their right to every last inch that God gave them. And that includes Gaza and Lebanon. And uh, brother, things are heating up over there. Did you hear about Israel using some kind of space-based weapon and and knocking out a missile out of the sky from space? Pretty amazing technology they got. I think it's uh, Yemen. Yemen has gotten into the battle. You know, they've declared war against uh, Israel. And uh, before long, brother, I think we need to pull the nukes out. Take out Iran, take out Yemen. Uh, we need to destroy Hezbollah while we're at it. They're over in the land that does not belong to them. They're occupying the land that uh, Israel owns. Israel owns Lebanon. Sadly, I think they gave it up in 83 under pressure during the Beirut War or something like that. I don't know my complete history on Lebanon, but as I read the Word of God, I keep seeing all this land that God gave Israel. And uh, what God gives, who has a right to take away? Back to you, my friend. Exactly. And, you know, the sad thing is I don't know how, Brother Shannon, I do not know, nor do I have any trust in Mr. Bidet, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Biden. And he's the one who coddled Iran, gave them with a a prisoner trade-off, and they won that one too. They got some key terrorists back. Uh, We lost in that one. We got some people, but nothing uh, in comparison to the to the quality of terrorists uh, terrorists that uh, you know that Iran got back. Plus, he gave them six billion dollars U.S. cash. Well, being the, the the worst terrorist nation in the world, what do you think they're going to do with that? Well, one thing they did is they bought some missiles that we had given free of charge to Mr. Uh, corrupt uh, homosexual Zelensky in Ukraine. And the very some of the very missiles that they sent into it, that that uh, Hamas uh, sent into Israel were made in the U.S. and they were given to Ukraine to fight Russia. And it's Zelensky a- sold them. So, brother, um, yeah, I really doubt there's going to be any nuclear exchange uh, with or with uh, Iran. Uh, the one who's going to be the only country that's willing to take him out is uh, Israel. And it's um, it's definitely, again, we live in, in extremely interesting times. And uh, God is in charge. Never forget. He's totally sovereign. He knows what he's doing. And uh, But Israel does have the right to defend itself. The other thing I want to say, under the Abrahamic Covenant, the Abrahamic Covenant, uh, God gave the land to Abraham from the Tigris-Euphrates all the way to the Nile River. There we go. And never, never did the nation of Israel ever possess that land completely. I forget the percentage, brother. Do you remember the percentage? They got the most under the golden age of David. But even then, they I think it was barely half. I believe you're right. Uh, they've never come into complete inheritance of everything, um, is my understanding, because uh, even they left uh, some of the Philistines in the land and some of these other groups. And so... Uh, but that doesn't change the fact that God gave it. No, no, but but it's and it's Israel's right to have that land. So yeah, Gaza. Uh, uh, and by the way, have you noticed how many nations are telling the Palestinians, you know, we love you and we care about you, and uh, Israel is mean to you, so come and live with us. Nobody, nobody, nobody wants them. Egypt doesn't want them. Jordan doesn't want them. Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Iran, Libya. Yemen, uh, none of these countries want these people. Now, 
They're strangers in the land. If they want to obey themselves and abide by the law of the land, things will be okay for them. But the Palestinian, the PLO group, and then Hamas terrorists and Hezbollah, they've made it very clear that there'll never be any lasting peace with Israel. And these are thugs. And when you're dealing with a bully, the only thing to understand is force. Again, Hamas should be hunted down to the last man. And again, they should take their foreskins and their scalps, send them back in body bags, and let this be a, a warning to anybody else that when it comes against Israel. Now, that would be a perfect world. Uh, I sure hope, though, that Israel is able to keep their resolve because Blinken has been over there. And I know he is uh, telling Israel, your time is running out. Behind the scenes, that's the reports coming. I don't know how much longer we can uh, we can sit by and allow this to happen. We've got all this uproar going on, he's saying to Israel. But thankfully, Israel said the other day, we're not going to make any concessions. Um, no ceasefire because... Uh, what they did is going to be answered for. So um, pray for Netanyahu because there's a uh, lot of people that would just like to know another ceasefire and try to strike a deal. And that will be deadly for Israel. Uh, they can't afford to turn back. And so um, I, ho- I hope they go all the way. Now, you know, what Biden has done is just wicked. And uh, Obama did the same thing. You remember that... Um, Delivery of cold hard cash under cover of night, billions of yes. dollars. Yes, he did, and you know the truth is, I think Obama's still running the show. Yeah, I mean, the, look at where he's got a house. Doesn't he have a house somewhere over there in the neighborhood of Pennsylvania Avenue? <clears throat> yeah, in like four blocks away, right? And no president in American history has ever done that. By the way, every one of them respect the next new administration. And the American people, we the people who voted that new in, because we saw so much destruction that Mr. Obama, insane Obama, I mean Hussein Obama, uh, was doing. But he moved four blocks in the White House, of course, had all these connections with uh, the corrupting of the lettered agencies. CIA was already corrupt for, you know, 40, 50, 60 years. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's still trying to run the government. He was, he was, he was impeding... Uh, President Trump every step of the way. You know, Biden administration in name only, you know, we know Biden didn't call the shots. From day one, he's been a vegetable. Uh, you having to be guided, you know, what to sign. He has no idea what he's signing. He's just yes. a mouthpiece. The real brains, Obama, Susan Rice, I don't know who... Samantha Powers, yeah. Okay, there we go. Uh, these wicked people. Hillary is probably consulting in there. And uh, now it looks like they want to put Gavin Newsom in the office. God have mercy. You see what he's done in California? And Michelle Obama, yeah, as vice president. Oh, my goodness. That'd be horrible. Uh, Can we stop and pray that uh, God would would expose the lies and help President Trump? They're trying to bury him in court right now. Yes. You want to pray or you want me to pray? Uh, Go ahead and pray. I'll agree with you. Sounds good, brother. And uh, everyone uh, who is listening, please pull your faith with Brother Shannon and myself. Father, we do. We come to you because we have grave concerns for the United States before President Trump is reinstated, reinstated to, to the White House, to the Oval Office. And Lord God, uh, so much damage can be done so quickly so, Father, we pray as we loose more than sufficient numbers of holy angels to, to attack in the second heavens, first heavens, on the earth, under the earth, and within corrupted people, as the names we just gave out are evidences and examples of these corrupted people. Satan is using them to destroy America in order to make Israel defenseless and kowtow to to the nations of the world. And Lord God, we pray for those three important, all important words, grace, mercy, and favor. And as you brought 
the current House Speaker, a born-again man of God, to the speakership, speakership position, 180 degrees polar opposite to Nancy Pelosi, and even, sad to say, the previous McCarthy and many speakers who have been speakers of the House, third in line to the presidency, we pray for the same grace, mercy, and favor, Lord God, for Israel, for the United States of America, and particularly that people who are out for our destruction will be swept like the flood swept everyone away who was full of violence, as Genesis 6 says, full of Hamas. And we pray that uh, your perfect will be accomplished, and we pray that as righteousness exalts a nation, as you said in your word, that righteousness will be that much stronger here in the United States of America. And within our allies, especially the only country in the Middle East, who is like us and who gives people freedom. There are no, there are countries, Arab countries where there are no Jews, Islamic countries where Jews aren't allowed. But yet the Jews allow the Arabs and allow the, the uh, uh, Muslim people to be in their country. But Lord, we thank you for being able to pray once again this broadcast and we pray for the protection of President Trump. We pray that he will once again be victorious because of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ in his life and in his campaign for the White House that he legitimately won before and was cheated out of. Right the wrong, Lord. And we thank you in advance and we pray that all these judges will be will too be swept away, not all, but all those who are abusing their office. And Attorney General, backed up with the money of Mr. Destruction, Kazarian Jew, George Soros. And Lord God, if he's reprobate, we pray that you would remove him, cut him off from the earth. And we pray that as you see fit to restore what the locusts have eaten for these for Israel and the United States, for Canada and other freedom-loving peoples and countries. And we pray that, um, that your will be accomplished. We thank you in advance. In Yeshua's mighty name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. And also add to that, uh, that judge who's overseeing <clears throat> the trial with President Trump, Father God, we ask that you would expose this judge. Yes. We bind his straw man, bind every demon operating in him. Command those spirits to loose his mind and will. God, pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace leading to salvation, that judge. If he will not repent, remove him. And we ask, God, that you loose the angels in Jesus' name to expose every worker of darkness who is trying to destroy Trump, destroy our country of America. We pray, God, that you remove them if they will not repent. We loose the fear of the Lord on every wicked, satanic worker. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. I agree. Totally. Thank you, brother. All right, let's get into the Word. And uh, I invite you to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14. And you, if you could uh, have access to a um, car, you know, 3 by 5 card, and write these verses down. These are verses I love to teach, and I hope they will benefit you, and you can put them in your spiritual ammunition holster in order to let people know why you believe as Brother Shannon and I believe, and others who are on OMR. And we... um. First must look at John 14, 12. Let's call it Deliverance 101. 
Deliverance 101. And actually, it's my personal testimony of how God, talk about woke and awakened. Woke is bad. Uh, Awakened is good. And God awakened me. The Lord awakened me to the reality of his full gospel and why we need to be like him who said, I must be about my father's business. We need to do the same thing. We need to be about our father and his son's business. Every day, every moment of the day. I hope you wake up in the morning like I did this morning. I was out the door by 6, up about 5.45. And I say good morning, Abba Father, good morning, Lord Jesus, and good morning, Holy Spirit. Out loud, by the way. Let your own soul hear those words spoken. I'm telling you, it really enhances things. Now, if your spouse is asleep or... Uh, you're, you know, in some sort of bed and breakfast, or you don't want to speak too loud. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's always best to speak the word of God out loud, so your own heart can hear it. And in this case, saying good morning to the Triune Godhead is a great way to begin your day. Then I quote the Psalms: "This is the day that the Lord has made; I will rejoice and be glad in it." And say that three times as well. Each time you say it strengthens you spiritually as you hear your own voice speak the word of God. And I learned a long time ago, many years ago, that God loves for us to speak his word back to him. He already knows it, but he loves for us to see us love his word. Love it, learn it, and live it. Love it, learn it, and live it. John 14, 12 is where I began in my journey in the full gospel, deliverance being one-third of the ministry of the Lord Jesus, his disciples, and the true remnant church for 2,000 years. People try to mucky it up, mucky up the waters, the Catholic Roman Catholic uh, false teaching system, other religions, even even Muslims do do exorcisms. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, but they're like the seven sons of Sceva. The demons don't respect them. They know they're in their kingdom. They respect us. Those of us who are truly born twice, born a second time spiritually. John fourteen twelve, Jesus is talking. And here's what he says, ladies and gentlemen, this is the word of God. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Think about that. The works that Jesus did, we are to do also. Let's continue. And greater works, the word works is not in the Hebrew, excuse me, not in the Greek. If you have a good translation, it will italicize that word because it's not in the original text. And greater than these he will do. And of course, there's nothing wrong with that in the sense of this text because that's what he means. The works is what he was talking about in the previous sentence or clause. And greater works, these he will do, because I go to the Father. And people, what he's talking about is, he expands, later, the Holy Spirit is going to be sent when he returned back to the third heaven, to the Father's right hand. And people... The the audience he was talking with, of course, Jesus Christ, God the Son on earth, in human, taking on humanity. That's what the word incarnation is. You've heard of uh, Brother Shannon, do you like chili con carne? Oh, I love it. Con carne means with meat. That's right. And um, I as well 
one regret, just on the side, one regret I have when I lived in Texas for 10 years, five years of graduate study and then um, five years in business until God called me where I am in 1989. And I missed going, traveling to Terlingua, Texas. In Terlingua, Texas, they have a chili cook-off. And there are, I mean, there are thousands of trailers there cooking their special recipe for chili. Now, Brother Shannon, I don't know if you like hot chili, and I mean more than temperature. I'm talking like chili, what I call chili with a kick. (laughs) (laughs) I use some Tabasco sauce. But oh yeah, you do. Yes, and, and um, but I I love chili con carne. I love different recipes for chili con carne. When Jesus was incarnated, he took on meat. He took on human flesh. I mean, that's mind-boggling that God the Son could do that and did that for us, coming as a human being like us willing to go through everything that human beings go through Hebrew says he learned obedience through suffering not that he ever sinned but he still learned obedience not that he ever did anything wrong did Jesus cry as an infant of course he did he got hungry Jesus was man he's, he's, he was fully man and fully God He wasn't 50-50, half man, half God. He was 100% deity and 100% humanity. And he wasn't God the Father. He wasn't God the Holy Spirit. He was God the Son, who in the councils of the Godhead, perhaps millions of years ago, said, I will do what I need to do in order to, as Paul says in Romans, reconcile humanity, sinful humanity, back to the Father. And to himself. Wow. So here we are, John 14, 12. Jesus, fully man, fully God, known as the hypostatic union in theology, in theology, by the way. He says to his disciples, who he walked beside, and of course, On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was going to come into us and lead, guide, and direct. When God, the Holy Spirit, is inside you, it's better than God, the Son, beside you. And that's what his point was. The Holy Spirit will be in us. Inside of us. And by the way, that happens the moment we're born again. The Holy Spirit enters us, goes, regenerates, makes alive our human spirit, which was formerly, Ephesians 2, 2, dead in trespasses and sins, spiritually a corpse, and after regenerating it, he indwells us. These are miracles, people. Men and women of sheep of Christ's pasture, these are miracles. And all that happened in order to help you live the Christian life. And by the way, you already have eternal life. It's not, well, when I get to heaven, I'll have eternal. No, no, you already have eternal life. Your human spirit is the only thing that was born again. And the land, like the Old Testament for Israel, the land that we have under the New Covenant, is our souls and bodies that we have to regain inch by inch so that we are complete. And that happens through healing and deliverance, deliverance and healing. The process of, in general, of sanctification. Where the Father is breaking you, melting you, and molding you into the image of his Son. Jesus says, he who believes in me, the works I do, he will do also. She will do also. And great... uh, I'm not worried about the greater. I really, really, really don't care about the greater. 
I, I just want to do what what the basic things that Jesus Christ did. Greater will come down the road as God sees fit to bless me with greater works. The things that I do, what did Jesus do? And that's what I asked myself. And that's what we all should be. What did Jesus do? What was he about? So after looking at John 14 and verse 12, from there, I, I went to Mark 1, and let's check out verses 21 to 24. What did Jesus do? That's the question we're seeking to answer. So I love the Gospel of Mark. Right before Luke. So just turn left. In Mark chapter 1, which is an extremely long, lengthy chapter, by the way. Uh, Mark was not a, a direct disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. He became one later. His full name was John Mark. John Mark. He's the one after Jesus Christ was arrested. And Pilate, uh, you know, was interviewed by Pilate, was, and Pilate said, scourge him. Maybe that'll satisfy the Jews. And they wanted him crucified before the prophecy of Jesus about Peter, Peter denying him. The disciples were scared spitless. And they fled. And John was the one who fled. Somehow, for some reason, he was wrapped in a sheet. And he fled. I don't know if he was curious and didn't put all his clothes on. I don't know what happened. But that was John. And he was young. Not John, the disciple. This is John Mark. So, in Mark, chapter 1, we're going to pick it up. Please pick it up with me. At verse 21, verses 21 to 24. Extremely important verses because it sets the setting. The scene, the beginning of the scene is painted for us to look at and to peer into. Verse 21, again, sheep of God, sheep of Christ. Pastor, they went into Capernaum. This is the word of God. They went into Capernaum. In Hebrew, Kafar, village, Nahum, Nahum the prophet. So the village originally of Nahum the prophet. Capernaum. When I was in Israel, it's one of the first stops we made is Capernaum. Because at one point, that was the headquarters of Jesus' ministry. Born in Bethlehem, Bethlehem, as I said earlier, grew up in Nazareth and made his ministry headquarters in Capernaum. A lot of things happened in Capernaum. Jesus did thousands of miracles there. So undeniable that even his enemy, the religious spirits within the Pharisees or religious people, said, yeah, these are, these, this is incredible power. But it's coming from the devil. And people, that equated to blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, it'll be neither forgiven in this age or the age to come. Well, Pastor John, I got a question. I just answered it, by the way, to the church this past Sunday. Because someone had asked. And by the way, I broadcast on Facebook at noon Eastern Standard Time every Sunday except when I'm out on ministry, traveling, or on vacation. And how we blaspheme the Holy Spirit today, since Jesus is not walking around and we're, we're following him physically, I believe it's when you tell the Holy Spirit as he's convicting you as an unbeliever of your sin, as he's working in your mind and heart to be favorable toward God and his kingdom, toward Jesus, his son, and his kingdom, you tell the Holy Spirit to go to hell. You're not ready. Maybe later. Maybe never. You'll 
roll the dice and take the chances with eternity. Stupid choice, by the way. But you cannot get saved if you resist the Holy Spirit's leading guidance and direction. Proverbs says, there is a way that seems right to a man, and the end thereof is the way of death. So do not resist the Holy Spirit. Now, they're in Capernaum, and they immediately, under the Old Covenant, remember Jesus was under the Old Covenant, the cross, he establishes the New Covenant in his blood. The church begins on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. And by the way, never, ever take the promises of Israel as a nation, the nation of Israel, what God promises them, never, ever confuse it with the promises that God and Christ made to his church, to their church. And that's where people end up with all kinds of problems, and it's because of their hermeneutic, big word for science of interpretation. They misinterpret the scriptures because they take the promises of Israel and they transfer them over to the church. That's why people end up being preterists instead of futurists, which they should be. That many of the prophecies given, especially of the millennium, prior to that, the tribulation period, prior to that, the the rapture. They, 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 they take the promises made to Israel as a nation and they say, no, that's for the church. No, it isn't. Be very cautious, careful when you're interpreting the all-powerful word of God. Be consistent. And the Bible is the best, by the way, interpreter of itself. And be sure you're born again. Be sure that you have the Holy Spirit in you who will teach you all things, Jesus said. So they're on the, on the Shabbat, on Saturday, uh, we, it would be like going to church on Sunday. And there again, keep the Sabbath separate from Sunday, the Lord's Day. Nine of the Ten Commandments are repeated in the Gospels and Epistles. The only one that's not repeated for us to observe is the Sabbath, the Shabbat. That's for Israel. Now, on the Sabbath, they're, they're where, exactly where they should be. Hearing the Word of God and worshiping and praising, getting fed spiritually, so to speak, having tremendous fellowship, one with the other, of like mind and like faith. And again, they're still under the old covenant system. But here Jesus enters the synagogue. And what does he do? Well, what happens in synagogues? What happens, the most important thing, by the way, on Sunday in church, is the teaching of the word of God. It's not the praise and worship. The praise and worship is supported by the teaching of Scripture. The Bible is the foundation. Jesus Christ himself, the Word, the Logos, the living Word, not the written Word, the living Word. He's the foundation stone, the cornerstone of the church, of the true remnant. And those stones, we are the stones that we've been building since since he was here for 2,000 years. So he goes into the synagogue and begins to teach. Obviously, his Bible was the Old Testament. Uh, In many cases, the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament. Verse 22, and they were amazed at his teaching. Because he was teaching them with authority. Not as the scribes. And people, that's an important point, the Holy Spirit through John Mark, includes here. He was teaching them as one having authority. The Gogan paraphrase, he spoke like he knew what he was talking about. Tell me, do you speak with authority? 
back up, backed up by the word of God, not because you're a demagogue, not because you're a dictator, but because you know the word of God, and this is what the word of God says, and you stand on it firmly. So when people hear you, they hear someone, wow, they really believe what they're saying is true. They're not wishy-washy. At our conference, Spiritual Warfare Conference in September, the weekend of September 8th, I spoke on uh, demons that, a class of demons that people don't, don't think of usually. And I spoke on fickle spirits. Maybe I'll do it, re-speak it in the days ahead here on OMR. Fickle spirits. When you have fickle spirits and they're manifesting within you, you don't speak with authority. You change your mind often. Yeah, oh, I believe in in, in this missing one-third of Jesus' ministry. Two months later, well, I don't know if I, you know, I tried it and it didn't work. People, it works. You just didn't want to give up your sin. You just didn't want to hate your sin like God hates it. When you hate your sin like God hates it, uh, you'll get, these demons will have to leave. Mark my word, Jesus spoke with authority. And people noticed it. I remember one of my professors at Dallas Seminary emphasized how important it is to speak with passion. That when you talk, be passionate about it. Don't just mundanely speak. When it comes to the Word of God, remember Paul's Paul's injunction, a command to Timothy, preach the word. In Greek, keruxon ton logon. Preach the word. People, the preaching the word is the most important thing that you can do in life. When you're evangelizing, you're preaching the word. When you're discipling people, you're preaching the word. God is equal with his word. When he speaks to David, King David in, in, in judgment through Nathan the prophet. He says, you've disobeyed, you, you've despised me by disobeying my word. My commands. You despise me, you hate me at that moment. Because God is equal with his word. And we need to see his word that way. Mean it when we talk. Speak with passion. I remember reading the story years ago. I I was a fan of uh, Benjamin Franklin. And I'm from Boston, the Boston area originally. And he also went to college, in in, uh, Christian college in Philadelphia. So I loved both cities. I still do. And Franklin was walking down the street at kind of a rapid pace, and someone stopped him and said, Dr. Franklin, where are you off to this time of the morning? He says, I'm off to hear George Whitfield from England. And Whitfield was involved in the first great awakening in the colonies. And this person responded, he said, Dr. Franklin, you don't believe what he believes. Why are you going? He says, I'm going because he believes what he believes, and I, I enjoy listening to him. <laughs> Do you believe and speak like you believe it? Or have fickle spirits taken you over? The other synonym we use is wishy-washy. Or, as I like to say, and I've said this many times over the years in my ministry, that... They're like, some people are like wishy-washy politicians who respond 
Well, what do you believe about this, Mr. Senator so-and-so, Congressman so-and-so? And the answer they give is, some of my friends are for it, some of my friends are against it, and I'm for my friends. <laughs> People, that's not the way God wants us to answer. God's word says, this is the way, walk ye in it. This is the path to take, walk ye in it. Get rid of your fickle spirits. In fact, I bind every fickle spirit within us in Jesus' name and command them out in God's perfect timing. Speak with authority like Jesus did. Always speak with passion. Have a passion to communicate. Earn the right to be heard. Love people as they are. Get into their lives and get to know them so they can learn that they can see with their own eyes that you love them. You truly are genuine. Verse 23, I'll just introduce it. I don't have much time left. Just then there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And by the way, notice the word unclean. They love dirt. They love filthiness. Literally and figuratively, they love uncleanness. And he cried out, verse 24, saying, what business do we have, there's more than one demon he's he's speaking on behalf of, with one another, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. Here's the spokesman. The Holy One of God. We'll have to stop there and pick it up there next time together. In Deliverance 101, and find out what happened. And feel free to you know read ahead if you're unfamiliar with the, with the passage. And it is fascinating. You know, it makes me pause, take pause and wonder... If a demon manifested in many of the even truly born-again church services, the ones that really count. See, I distinguish between Christendom, churchianity, Christendom slash, forward slash, churchianity, and true Christianity. There's a difference, a big difference. So even in the churchianity churches, if someone manifested, what would they do? They don't have a clue. This demon's manifesting in a synagogue, probably one of the one of the exceptions, because in most synagogues, you know, the, Jesus wasn't there. He goes later, and I'm sure the, the demons manifested in the other synagogues he visited. Do demons manifest around you? Because you're walking holy you're walking in holiness one of my messages during the workshop by the way because about well a couple months before that the lord said i freed you in order to in order to walk and live holy i didn't free you to go back into sin so i preached a message at a workshop talked you know free to walk in holiness this demon was so bothered by the Holy One of God. He knew who he was. The enemy knows who you are. They know whether you're phony or whether you're for real. I've often often said, and I close with this, that the, the unhappiest person in the world is a Christian who's riding the fence. Because the the, the, the points on those on that fence that he's riding, half in the world, half Living for Christ gets awfully painful, and I think you know what I mean. Listen, jump off the fence, get rid of the fickle spirits, and recommit. You can do that. Confess your sins. Tell God you are really repentant and sorry, because you know better. 
and have both your feet in the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We broadcast, as I already stated, noon Eastern Standard Time on Facebook. Just go on Facebook and pull up, uh, say, well, I'm not on Facebook. Just get on Facebook to listen in. Uh, We're on there every Sunday from four, excuse me, for four hours from noon to four p.m. You'll get an opportunity for healing and deliverance, deliverance and healing, as we do in reach ministry here at Agape Bible Church, and you're watching and listening, and you you can get it too. And um, but as I tell people, it's only a stopgap. You know, show up for service, come out in but in in your presence, in our presence. That's always better. You know, I love watching football on TV, but I also like being at a game. My time doesn't allow me to get into many games, but there is a difference between being at a game and watching a game from afar. Also, check out our book room, agapebiblebr.com. Agape Bible, well, like it's all one word, agapebiblebr, and then .com. We have uh, Pastor Worley's uh, CDs, DVDs, books, booklets. We've got a deal if you buy all 50 booklets. And um, just sent out a starter pack yesterday of booklets and uh, Pigs in the Parlor and uh, Battling the Host of Hell. And I believe Blessings or Curses you can choose. And uh, so uh, please check out the book room. You need to be reading and studying and laying a strong foundation in deliverance truth. So many don't have it. And there's a lot of forms of deliverance out there. Be careful. Because some of these guys are just shysters. They're in it for the money. And they're conning people. And you know, one characteristic I find in many of them is they never get deliverance themselves. Or hardly ever. You say, well, Pastor John, don't judge. Well, there's a difference between righteous judgment and judgmentalism. I gave a message on that years ago. And Jesus said, make a righteous judgment. we got to judge. We're judging all the time. We're judging uh, going down the road. If it's a two-lane street, cars going a different direction. You're judging you know, how far do I need to be away from that middle. And uh, you know, the car coming toward me is a little bit too close to the middle. We're making judgments, all judgment calls all the time. Men and women of God. So... Pastor John, what about you? When's the last time you got prayer? Uh, this past Sunday, three days ago. What about the time before that? Well, I was speaking at the Hegewish conference, and I got prayer twice, Friday night and Saturday night. And I've been doing this for 33 years. Consistently. Not, you know, spotty here and there. So I know what I'm talking about, and I also know the freedom that you can have and that's what I want I'm not I'm not puff be being puffed up in pride I'm just saying follow my lead Paul says the same thing follow my lead as I follow Christ and I follow God the Father I'm just saying the same thing because um, a lot of these these people out there you know they're just a ticking time bomb before they get into some serious doctrinal area era and other problems in their lives because the demons aren't leaving and they're not going to sit back and clip coupons in a rocking chair. They're, going to, they're inside of them to get them off track. And um, so be forewarned. Brother Shannon, again, it's, oh, by the way, if you want to contribute to Omega Man Radio, go to the website, omegamanradio.com, and um, help us out financially. We don't demand it. Jesus said freely receive, freely give, but we need funds in order to continue and if you were blessed by anything i said today thank you so much thanks for listening but you can go to our bible excuse me you can go to our bibles in the name to our church website agapebible.net agapebible.net and uh there's a contributions uh, area on the left and just uh whatever god puts on your heart Help us out, and we want to thank you in advance. We appreciate you. And if you want to call the church office and uh, you need help in in any way, 
give us a call, 716-655-5008, area code, here in the Niagara frontier of western New York. That's what they call this area, the 10 counties of western New York. And uh, I'm actually in the village of East Aurora, world headquarters for Fisher-Price Toys. And uh, that's what we're known for. But spiritually, and the church, yeah, we've been here 34 years. I think December, I begin my 35th year here at Agape Bible Church. There's some longevity there. It's all because of God's and Christ's faithfulness and grace, mercy, and favor. So 716-655-5008 if you want to uh, talk. And uh, in the meantime, God bless you and happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. My friend, it's always an honor to be with you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you for coming on. And uh, we're going to see you back in December. Amen, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, we, uh, brother, you're, you're appreciated and loved. Love you, friend. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Hug Jemima for me. Yes, sir. I sure will. <laughs> <laughs> I love the name. God Thank bless you. Bye. Folks, that was Pastor John Gogan.